Welcome to another edition of the Superflight NBA Show. You're Keith Herring of NBA Shows. Because much like Keith Herring in the 80s, you can find this podcast on the subway, on your iPhone, or your, or your Google phone, or whatever. And you can listen to it while you're, while you're in the subway. Anyway, what's up, everybody? I'm your host, Joe Borelli, coming at you from my studio in Brooklyn. And it is, what is it? It's Thursday. Thursday? Thursday, October 19th. Oh, my God, I'm losing track of the days. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, shouldn't really surprise you because I forget names like crazy. I've actually, I don't know if I've told you guys this, I've actually forgotten my own name in a conversation once. It was ridiculous. I'm kind of an idiot sometimes. Oh, also, did I ever tell you guys and gals listening that there's this thing that I have that it's really difficult for me uh, to get around? It's called social anxiety, but it's specifically with names, right? If I have to say someone's name in public, I freak out so terribly bad. It's it's freaky. I When I was in graduate school, you know, I'm in a group of people that I didn't really know. And I had to go around and talk about their artworks. And I had to address them by name. I would be like, you know, Jenny, she, her work was really, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, but, like, I was so scared to talk because I was afraid to say their name. I didn't want to say this person. I wanted to actually name them. And, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to be a jerk, right? And we're sitting in a... You know, we're, we're doing a critique and like you have to kind of talk about these things. Uh, I was sweating so badly. Like people were looking at me. They were asking if I was OK. They're like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just I, I forgot what I was saying. And, and that's me in a nutshell. Social anxiety, people, but only for names. Otherwise, I'm a ball of laughs. Just don't ever ask me to say your name in public. Um, anyway, if you want to find the show, you can tweet at well. How about this? If you want to find the show, you can find it anywhere podcasts are found. And if you listen, please rate and review on iTunes and wherever. And Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that jazz. And you can follow me on Twitter because as I was tweeting with someone today, I really just want more Twitterers, Twitter followers so I can just block everybody. I just want people to start shit with me on Twitter so I can block you because it'll be funny as hell. So follow me. Follow me on Twitter. And you can follow me at Superflight Pod. You can follow me at Joe Borelli. And that's about it. I'm not going to do a super long ramble tonight. James Hollis came on again last night. And we talked about the injuries to the his team, the Celtics specifically. Well, Gordon Hayward specifically. And how this season has already kicked off with some crazy injuries. Um, I did want to tell you guys about Saturday. Saturday was awesome. We went... My sister and brother-in-law and my wife and myself went to the Jazz Standard in Manhattan, and we saw John Beasley and the Monkestra. I don't know if you guys know anything about jazz. I don't know if you're into it, but if you're into Monk, you would definitely like the Monkestra. So John Beasley, is he's a jazz pianist, and he's a composer, and he's taken a bunch of uh, Thelonious Monk's music and kind of rethought it, reorchestrated it. And with his own flair, his own style. So he changed up the tempo a little bit. You know, it makes some of them are a little bit more swingy. Some of them are a little bit more funky and driving. And like, man, they were, it's unbelievable. I highly recommend the Monkestra Volume 2. I bought it as soon as like, yeah, I bought it the next day on iTunes. And it's, it's readily available. And if you're lucky, you should check them out because they're going to be on tour. I think they were in Berlin and Tokyo and San Francisco, but they're going to be up in Chicago. They're going to be back in New York again soon. I'm telling you guys, if you want to get into jazz in any kind of way, go check this band out. They are phenomenal. And so the thing about it is, like, while you're sitting there, 
there's so many pieces of there's so many pieces to the music. There's so many things happening at once. And John Beasley has has done an amazing job at having all these seemingly discordant sounds come together and form one amazing song. It seems like it's all over the place at times and there's so many thing, things happening. And so if you know anything about like the trumpet, the trumpet is a solo instrument. It doesn't play chords, right? Same thing with the saxophone. You can't play a chord. You can only play single notes. So in order to make a chord on a horn, what you have to do is you have to get three guys or four guys and you have to have them play separate notes simultaneously. But these notes, these patterns, these these rhythms and these these melodies are so complex and they're playing them all in just slightly what it seems like off kilter kind of sounds. It's, it sounds like they're not quite making the right chord, but they're totally making the right chord. They come together beautifully. And by the way, the horn section, obviously it's a jazz orchestra. The, the, it's all horn section, except for the upright bass and the piano, was amazing. The, the trumpet player whose name I cannot remember, it escapes me, was was killing it. I mean, there were three of them, but the one that was, there was two of them that were doing solos, but the one lead soloist trumpet player was just un freaking real i mean i've never seen anybody's fingers move that fast on three on three valves and and play the way he was playing he was by the way the the amount of mouth control it takes to play a trumpet like that your embouchure because i play trumpet a little bit but really badly i haven't been able to do it for like almost two years now because i have these braces on and they kill me um it's insane the amount of control you have to have is just un- unbelievable i'm like seriously if you guys want to watch something um, that's just a feat. It's like the epitome of the human capability. It's the the height of what humans are actually capable of. Go see John Beasley in the Monkestra. It's it's amazing. You will not regret it. It's totally worth your money. Um, or buy the album. You should support these guys if you like jazz at all. It's it's phenomenal. Um, anyway, that's it. I'm done gushing. I probably should think about this more before I talk about it and say a lot more because I, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing them any good by giving my quick synopsis of it. I'm not a music uh, uh, critic. I'm not even a basketball critic. I just like to talk shit. Um, but anyway, listen, go go buy that album. It's great. I highly recommend it. It's well worth your time if you like jazz at all, or even if you don't. It's still well worth your time just to just to listen to what the human mind is capable of, what humans are, you know, in, in, in sort of the antithesis of what we're doing in our, in our society right now in this country and, uh, you know, in our government, it's amazing to see people work in accord so completely succinctly and in, in such perfect timing. Uh, we are capable as humans of wondrous feats. And I think this album is a really uh, nice uh, way to sum that up really I, I just check it out you got it you got to hear it it's beautiful it's amazing they do an amazing job anyway james holist is coming right up we're going to talk about injuries and after this we'll be right back hey hey yo yo what's up i got you on video you, are you on video do you want do you want video I do not want video because right, I am I'm only in my underwear. Oh, let me get let me get off the video. Oh, all right. No, here you go. You want to see? Here it goes. No, 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 no. Please no. God, no. Dude, tough loss tonight. Jesus. Uh-huh. It's it's going to be like this, man. Um, you know, they they need to figure out where the offense is going to come from. 
Jalen got out of foul trouble. You know, it happens. Yeah, well, you know what? Don't Look, feel... The minute Gordon went down, I don't care. I have no expectation for this team now. No, that's fair. Like zero. And I, I want them to play well. I want them to play hard. I want to watch my young guys get better. That's all I care about right now. Yeah, that's fair. That's 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 something to look forward to. You know uh, what I'm saying? Think about anything. Um, well, except for Golden State. If I, I'll say if one of their top two guys goes down, they're still probably championship contenders. You know what I mean? And and what? Yeah, you know, I was gonna say it's already like this. This is the season of injury. Did you see that Jeremy Lin just went out with a knee injury too? Did he? Yeah, dude. And it's I just saw on Twitter like they had the caption of like the the video of him going down. And then sitting there, he was like completely calm for a second. He was sitting there. He's like, I'm done. Somebody tried to pick him up and he's like, I'm done. I'm done. And then the realization of what he was saying actually hit him and he started crying and he just put his face down on it because he knew that his knee is. He felt it. He felt it go, huh? Yeah. Oh, shit. Did it look bad? It didn't look bad. That's the thing. And that's kind of how you know it's probably bad because, like, well, not necessarily, but. Let's hope not. Let's hope he's just, he thinks it is because he's been dealing with injuries his whole career. I know. And Woj just tweeted out it's of serious concern. So I think it's going to be pretty bad, man. Well, I mean, if he starts crying on the floor, like that's, look, I get it. Woj is great. But like, that's one of those tweets where like, oh shit, the guy just fell down and said, I'm done and started crying. Yes. We we understand it's serious. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, 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 no, the the sky is blue. No shit. (laughs) Thanks, Woj. Thanks for that. Thanks for that information. Yes. Obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. You know, whatever. Listen, let's talk about the... Actually, I'm really... We can talk about the Jeremy Lin injury if you want, but it's, you know... It, it yeah, literally it literally just happened. It's crazy. Like, listen, so far we got Jeremy Lin. We've got Draymond Green who went out. We've so got... What's, what's the story with him? Have we had a report on him yet? No, I, don't, I haven't heard anything since last night. So I just know that he he didn't finish the game. I think he had a sprained ankle or something, right? I don't. I don't think in his case, I don't think it's major... But it's well, still- no. What you talking about, uh, Dre? No, it was his knee. Oh, it's his knee. It was a strained knee. I mean, he, oh, he went right, for a right. shot. Strained knee. Right. He came down. He and he he kind of landed like a little bit awkwardly, and then he like limped off the court, and he didn't come back. So yeah, I haven't heard. I any- think that's that's probably uh that's concerning. Yeah, it's a little it's a little concerning. I haven't heard anything about it though, so I imagine it's not too too bad. But well, uh, I mean that's that's kind of that's what's kind of concerned me though. It's been a full day. And you would have thought by now we would have heard something like, you know, uh, bone bruise, you yeah. know, yeah. MRI shows, no damage. I mean, it's been a full day. How long does it take? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for real. It, I guess, yeah, it's a little bit more disconcerting than I thought. That's a good call. I, I just took it as like nothing to really get uh, upset or concerned about because no, they, we hadn't heard much. They were doing the MRI and shit. Yeah, so. Damn, dude. And then, I mean, that's just shit that happened during the games. Like, <laughs> uh Kawhi is still out. Right What's that? How do I sound right now? Uh, sexy as hell. <laughs> well, I'm just making. I'm I'm trying to change my setting right where I turn it off auto because I think I clip sometimes when yeah, I take it. Yeah, and then it cuts out. Yeah, I think you sound good right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Nice. <laughs> I'll just talk like. Ooh, my boy Dennis Smith Jr. at 14 points, seven in the quarter. I'm watching this game instead of Utah. Nice. Nice. I watched nice. the Utah game on the replay. I watched they're like whatever because yeah, I want to watch. I just watched the okay. six, I just watched the Sixers game and uh, thankfully Joel Embiid came out uninjured, which is great. Finally, all of those guys guys made through one game without being injured. That's a win, baby. It's a win. It's a win. It's a win. And it was a really close game, dude. They looked really competitive with Washington. And Washington's a good team, so, so even and, though, and he he only he only played what sixteen minutes, right? No, he played. Uh, I think he played around twenty or more. He was he was. 
Go ahead. No, he finished out the last five minutes of the game, so it was it was good. He put up like eighteen and thirteen. Ben Simmons had uh, thirteen and ten rebounds, I think. Markel Fultz you know had what? ten so points. This is going to be a problem if Ben Ben Simmons is scared to shoot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because like it works right now. It's fine right now, and people, you it's, know, they'll go under screens, and he he'll be able to close out with. Uh, they'll try and close out, and he's athletic enough that he can get around him and get to the rim anyways. But it's mm-hmm. not going to work for long. They'll just totally lay off him and pack the paint. They were already doing it tonight. It's going to be a problem if he's if he's deathly afraid to shoot. Oh, my God. The ones, Covington, Covington had a great game. He tonight. had an amazing game, dude. He hit like seven threes. He was so, awesome. Here's the problem. Not he, he went seven for 11 for three. So did you see the argument the other day, discussion on Twitter? Yeah, I talked about it on the last podcast. I even tweeted at you about it. You should listen to it. I I always listen. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. Um, you don't but, even listen to the, you don't even listen to the episodes you're on, do you? I don't. I don't, I don't really, no. Fair enough. So, oh god. Um, but now yeah, I'll listen to it then. Especially since you shouted me, you, it's about a good topic. That I, I mean, all your stuff's about good topics. Everyone always listen to this guy's podcast. But uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. nice recovery. Nah, but um, yeah. I mean, so you know what? I don't even. I want to listen to it. I don't want you to tell me your stance on it. I'll listen. About the no, you gotta. Yeah, don't. I won't tell you. You gotta go listen. Okay. To the, but I did get. I credited you in the uh, in the discussion. It's like because didn't you come up with the idea, or wasn't it somebody tweeting at you about who's better, Covington or or uh, uh, Wiggins? Yeah, I saw the I, I saw the conversation. Like somebody was saying that, and I was like, I said, this is not something that we're really talking about, are we? And then the cavalcade of, oh, well, I mean, yeah, you know, so that started, and so here we are. Yeah, fair. Max Rappaport, who was on the show, had some really good points about it. You should, she definitely got, everyone should go listen to that Okay, episode. so if I just know he was very pro, you know, Covington's better, so. Mm, not necessarily. Not, he's, a, he's a realist. He's a, he's a smart guy. Much smarter okay. than I. Uh, anyway, listen. Well, that's, real, that's, not, that's not hard to That's be. a good point. That's a good point. It's not hard <laughs> Listen, I like to think that I'm moderately intelligent, and then I have you on, and, <laughs> and I remember, it, man, I gotta keep you humble, buddy. That's true. It's true. You you do a great job. Anyway, listen, buddy. This is the. Uh, by the way, James, did I ever tell you my middle name is James? Oh, I'm changing my name tomorrow. <laughs> Just go with Snotty. Everybody likes that. Yeah, I'm changing my name to Snotty. Is my that's gonna be my name from now on. Um, uh, oh, good, good on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay me! I was born and I got named. <laughs> Tell your parents I said I'm proud of them. Good All right, job. we'll do, we'll do. Uh, listen, the real reason we're here is we wanted to talk about Gordon Hayward's injury, and it was gruesome. So uh, let uh, me let me preface this by saying I was watching the game last uh, night, right? Uh huh. And I had it on in the studio on the computer, and I was in the kitchen making dinner. And, and you heard Kevin Harlan yell it out. No, I didn't actually. I, I didn't have it up that loud. So I was just, I'm making dinner and like, you know, cooking and making salad and stuff. So it's a little bit loud out there. And then all of a sudden I noticed that there's like no noise. I'm like, what's happening to this game? And I, I went in to see if like the, the, the feed had stalled, like, you know how NBA TV, TV is, although it wasn't on NBA TV. So I'm not going to tell you how I was watching it. Uh, but the illegally, uh, but the <laughs> the sound had like just gasp. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 game had just gone quiet, and I was like, "What is going on?" And I peek around this corner, and like I just see clips of everybody like huddled around and and like praying. I'm like, 
oh god no 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 what happened and uh yeah. and then i saw the replay i was like oh my god ah mm-hmm. so what happened yeah. Kev- kevin harlan screamed it out kevin harlan screamed out yeah gordon just broke his leg and then he kind of caught himself and tried to say uh it, it appears gordon hayward yeah. is injured but yeah he screamed it out twice dude oh yeah 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 no yeah and i, I guess it turns out it is his his he broke his tibia ankle I think. He broke his. Oh, he fractured. He dislocated his ankle and it's, fractured his tibia. Correct. Right, exactly. And I think they might. They think it. There might be some. There's. It's a possibility for some ligament damage too, which is a See, horrible, gruesome injury. And I hope. I've already heard that there was no ligament damage. Well, that would be is, great. I. I just heard somebody, somebody tweeted it out. Yeah. So oh. I don't know. We'll. We'll get the whole story. Yeah. And then today, this morning, I was like, oh, I don't really want to watch this replay. Like I saw, an, I saw a quick one-sided. You know, where it wasn't too gruesome. It wasn't too graphic. And I didn't really want to go see any more of it. But then for some reason I had to check Twitter and there's the photo of him or just sitting there on the court with his foot turned uh, sideways. And I'm like, yeah. oh, God, what is like, put your foot yeah. back on, man. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And you feel I feel really bad for the guy, man. It, that's especially since, you know, he's a guy that's been really healthy most of his career. I don't think he's ever. I mean, you know what it's like? Imagine you 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 prep and you you like you study for the bar and you decide you put yourself through law school you mm-hmm. go to the bar and then the day that you you know you get the results back for the bar like you know you i don't know you get like acid in your face and you can't you you go blind or something is it huh i don't so, know if, i don't know if that's a great analogy but i don't know yeah it's terrible <laughs> my point is like you know it's like you know all the conversation was about about it was a bunch of sound and fury and then it ends like like that you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah 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 for sure just just for it to, i mean you know the drama of his moving and leaving and there's you know he's he turns himself to an all-star you know he he's been struggling for you know he's been working hard for seven years to make himself the player he is and you know all that drama and then the Kyrie stuff and then the team and they're such a young team but they got these two stars and five and a half minutes you know five minutes 15 seconds that's what we get yeah you know it really sucks man I mean here's it the does thing. here's the it thing does. like they and even even without Gordon Hayward they played the Cavs really really tough last night they, they like they did again tonight yeah, yeah they yeah, did yeah. again tonight and they lost ultimately I mean I don't know. This is going to be a tough season. I think with that whole core intact, they had a really good shot to to be in the Eastern Conference Finals at least, you know, and and probably take a game or two from the Cavs. And you know, who knows? So, who, I'm saying this. I, I say they would have beat the Cavs. I, I wouldn't go that far. I listen, and for me, the reason is the the reason for me is like anytime you have LeBron James, he's he's the ultimate equalizer. And Until he doesn't that, win, guess what? Guess what? You keep saying that, but I mean, what's his what's his record in the finals? Well, right, right. So what right. are we doing? Let's stop. Let's stop the whole mythologizing LeBron James thing. He's a, still a man. He's still a human being. How you know, you? and well, they got <laughs> they got. Look, they got. So are you telling me you trust Derrick Rose and you trust you trust Dwayne Wade to hold up for eighty two games? Uh, God, no, no. And by the way, did you watch? Oh, I mean, like, so Derrick Rose looked awful last night. I'm just throwing that out there. I do you, you and that's my whole thing. So everybody keeps just saying, "But you got LeBron James." No, I know, but there's, for the Eastern Conference, like there's not that much competition. And whenever you got LeBron James, did you I just, watch? So hold on, did you watch the rest of the Celtics last night? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Okay, so of course, so and this is why I, I don't like when people do. Like I'm not saying you're doing this, but people just think the Celtics are Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward than a bunch of scrubs. No, 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 and, no, no. No, and, and I, you see, there's like a bunch of six eight guys. They play hard. They got long. You know, they're in the passes. It's like 
you know, Gordon Hayward makes a difference there. You know, he scored 20, what, 23 points a game last year. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I just – I don't – like, LeBron, just, he just can't do it by himself. We think he can do it by himself, but he can't. Just 82 games. He just can't – he can't do it. So, right. I don't know. Well, here's here's what I was saying about the Cavs, and it actually showed last night. Jay Crowder is going to be huge for them. And that's – having him on the court with LeBron James is, is going to do so much for their defense. And the dude can hit threes. So, I like – I really like that addition for them. I think he's better. I think he's going to be better on the Cavs than he was on Boston's squad. He's going to be more important. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, maybe they could have taken the series from him. I, I'm not with you on that of one. Of course. We, I mean, we never know. But I mean, you'll never know that. And that's all the hypothetical. Thing. Right. Right. Well, we will know. We'll know in two years because I, I, I'm, I'm confident and knock on wood. Yeah, Gordon Hayward's going to come back healthy. Um, you know, all these young guys will have another year of experience. And Boston's going to be even better next year. So Yeah. Well, they should be. I mean, those guys are going to grow. And listen, Marcus Smart looked really good last night. I, I didn't get to see much of the game tonight because I was watching the Sixers lose. But he looked really good last night. He was he was just getting in the paint. And I, I, uh, Kyle Korver had no chance against him. He just, he just like kept drawing fouls on him. It was pretty impressive. That was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I mean he's he's a he's a small guard, not small. He's really girthy, uh, and he knows how to use his his girthy. body. Girthy. He's is that, girthy. Is that, is that where? <laughs> yeah. The new. You saying he's thick? He's thick. He's thick. No, no, no. I mean he's lost weight. Come on. No, but I mean he's built. Like I talk about this all the time. Most NBA players you see these guys are just tall and thin, and you don't realize how thin they are because they're all out there with a bunch of other tall, thin guys. But Marcus Smart is proportionally sized. He's like a brick, man. He's a huge dude, um, and he knows how to use his build. So it's pretty impressive. He's still not my favorite player in the world. But again, if he was on my team, I would freaking love him. Anyway, how does this injury affect their immediate future? Uh, I mean, immediate future, like I said, once once something like this happens, um, kind of like all bets are off. You know, like, you know, they were projected to be in these conference finals. And, the, and you know, me and you were discussing, like, if Gordon Haywood was healthy, would they challenge the Cavs? But, I mean, I think that's just kind of off the table now. Right? So, yeah. um and there's no reason to panic. Uh, Ainge is a very deliberate GM. I, I, there was a lot of talk today about should he add somebody? Should he make moves and bring in like people are tweeting pictures of Boogie? And that's just not how it's going to work. Right. You know, right. uh, they got 30 million plus tied a year tied up in Gordon Hayward. They're going to max out uh, Kyrie in a year, mm-hmm. you know, in another in another summer. So that's going to be another 25, 30 million um, or even you know, if they come some kind of other deal. But, yeah, at least 25 million for him. Al Horford's on the on the books for twenty eight million for another, I think two years, two years after I this think, one. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's it it would be it, it would just be really rash and and irresponsible of Danny Ainge and the ownership to say, oh, we gotta bring somebody else in right now. You know, it just it doesn't make sense to to gut what you started to bring in like Boogie, and then you gotta I guess what you gotta do with Boogie. Yeah. You know, yeah. You gotta resign. You, either you resign Booger or he walks, and that, that doesn't make any sense. So yeah, I think th- I think it's gonna be um, they're gonna work with what they got. You know, I guess they have another roster spot that they're gonna fill with somebody. Uh, you know, and obviously Ainge, if, if some other kind of deal kind of floats across that he just can't you know resist, sure. But I think they're they're pretty happy with what they had, and this is a terrible. You know, it's, it's not a, you can't say tragedy. Tragedy means like you know there's no going back. Right. You know, so it, it's it's it sucks. It sucks for everybody involved. You feel bad for Gordon Hayward. You feel bad for the team because they had such high hopes. But I mean, it is what it is, man. It, it is part of the game. I actually wrote about this for BWR Breakdown uh, today, so you guys go check that out. Um, I'll check. Yeah, it out. I wrote something about Gordon Hayward and his injury and how how you know what immediately afterwards we we saw it in the tweets and I said it myself. I was like, if Boston could right now just say, hey, no mas, and you know, 
win the cat to the Cavs. You could tell they didn't want to be on the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a, it was really a it was a tough. I don't want to say break. Uh, <laughs> it was no, a really, it's, it was yeah, a huge yeah. blow for them. You could tell it took the wind out of their sails, and they re, you know to to. They regrouped very nicely at halftime. Exactly. I was going to say, to their credit, they, they they regrouped at halftime and they came out firing. And, you know, right. they looked good. They, I mean, they were down by what, 20 at one point? They 18. were down, 18. I think, 18. Yeah. And then they ended up coming back and taking the lead. So, yeah. And it was a, it was a, it was a gritty game. They lost by, what was it, five? I think two. No, like two, two or three or something. Two. Yeah, that's right, right. there. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, like, Again, it, you know what that game did for me was it, it it as you were just talking about like you know I have too much faith in LeBron that that game actually showed me that the Cavs aren't really ready to take on anybody yet they really need to figure their roster out um, there's way too many moving parts or new parts on that team so but I think by the time the end of the season rolls around anyway that's a different conversation um, so who's going to take Gordon Hayward's minutes is it going to be Jalen Brown? It's going to be by it's going to be by committee, by committee. man. They, yeah, like we see, like Yabuselli didn't play tonight, but I mean, between uh, you know Gershon Yabuselli and Shemi Ojale and uh, Abdel Nader got minutes today, which was you know he played pretty well, I thought. Um, you know, and then yeah, Jalen Brown he had to stay out of foul trouble, and Jason Tatum. That's the that's the the, the good thing about this roster. They yeah. got these guys who are you know six 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 or six eight, and they they can come in and just all of them can hoop. So yeah, they'll, they'll all be there. Tice. Uh, Tice got minutes, you know what I mean? So, yeah, they're all going to just – it's by committee. That's how they're going to do it. All right. I didn't mean Jalen Brown. I actually meant Jason Tatum. But he they both started last night, didn't they? And Yeah, and they started tonight, you know. And yeah. uh, when Mark, when Marcus Morris gets back, that's another, you know, big body to, to do things. So it's going to be by committee, man. There's nobody – that's what – I think all season we're going to see that. There's never going to be – you know, I don't think there's going to be like, you know, three guys who play 36 minutes and everybody else plays off them. Everyone's going to kind of, you know, however the, the game's going that night. And honestly, even if Gordon Hayward was still in there, I think that was going to be the the method going forward a- anyway. Absolutely. Because you absolutely. do have all those. Yeah, you have all those young guys that are that are well, as we talked about for the season preview, they're basically interchangeable. They're all about the same size. They all do about the I same it. thing. It's nice. And I think that roster is specifically set up like once they mature in a few years. You could see them taking it to Golden State. Like, they're set up in that way. That, like, this is small ball. This is how the NBA is going. And this is, we're going to shoot threes. We're going to hound you on defense. And we're going to be interchangeable. We're going to switch on everything on D. And I think that's what you need to do to match up with a team like Golden State. So, I think you're right. I don't think they need to course correct. I don't think they need to go out and sign. I don't think Boogie would be good on that team at all, to be honest with you. And and Aaron Baines, by the way, had a great game last night. He was a huge. He was good. For them. He was great tonight too. I mean, this it. I said this once they got Gordon Hayward, and people say I'm crazy, right? Mm-hmm. There was you know we we were having one of those academic discussions on social media on Twitter, right. where it was uh you know what would what what would you give up for LeBron James, you know. And the standard answer, of course, is what do you think? What's the standard answer? Everything. <laughs> okay. So, and here's my question to you: Do you believe that? No. Okay. No, no. So, and and that was my stance. My stance was, and I said it's funny because people try to catch social media and Twitter is a funny thing. People try to do the whole "aha, got you" thing all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because I had a tweet like two or three years ago. Where I said, you know, you don't really love the game or something. Or if you don't really love winning, if you don't want to get LeBron James in your team. By the way, that, was, that was two or three years ago. And that was my point. Yeah. People started getting that tweet. And they're like, oh, you, but you said, I said, and I, it's funny because before they brought that tweet up, I even said after that initial tweet where I was like, I personally wouldn't, you know, tear my gut, my team for LeBron James. Mm-hmm. 
as I get it, he's great, but he is just he's I call I think I call him like the apex predator of uh, of of alphas. Where once he gets into your your team's uh, ecosystem, he takes over everything. You know, what I mean, it's not like you your whatever your culture war. It's not like that anymore because now LeBron James is there and yeah. his guys are there. He's his, running his, the show. His, his team is there. You're gonna do things the way he wants. He's gonna just be him, you know. And and that's that's great because you're gonna win a lot of games, and you know you have a chance to be in the finals. But again, right. like to me, he's not somewhere. He's not at that stage of his career where I want to. And then guess what? In two or three years, he's gone. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I don't want sure. that. So and I said that, and people really kind of got on me. But like you know, I'm really excited about what Boston has right now. I'm very content with what Boston has right now. Well, I think the difference, a huge difference is that you're looking, you're smart enough to look down the road. LeBron James is great. If you could have him for one year, sure, take him. But if you're going to have to sacrifice your future to get him, why would you do that? Like maybe none of those guys ever, I mean, none of those guys are ever going to grow up to be LeBron, right? Nobody no, is. He's not. a once in a generational player. Um, but still, you could have a bunch of really damn good guys and and still make it to the to the finals. You can You can do it by a team. You don't have like look. Golden State is actually the ultimate team, uh, team. The ultimate team team. The, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they've got four all stars, but they're also they also play as one. They also play as a real team. Well, whereas so when you get LeBron James, it's LeBron James and everyone else around him. Which yes, again, love LeBron. I still think he's probably one of the best players not just of, of this era, but of all time. Um, and yeah, I would take him if he was willing to come, but as long as I didn't have to give anything, I would not give Ben Simmons and Joel and beat up for LeBron, LeBron James. There's no effing way. I get it. Yeah. I, 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 and that's, that was my point. And people were like, you're crazy. You just take LeBron and you give it what you can. And then you, you sort it out later. And I, I, would, I said this, there's two things wrong with that, his age. And then you're still playing in the age yeah. of Golden State. Because yep. no matter what you do right now, I don't care what team you have LeBron James to because you're going to give up stuff realistically. Whatever team it is, you're not beating Golden State. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? And that's the thing. You would if you if you were able to put him around other stars, right? Right. And that's my whole point. And like, if you give if everybody everything realist- to get him, yeah. You, what are yeah. you going to do? You're going you're gonna to be Cleveland of 2007 again. It's, you know, that's it. Yeah. And so that was my point. I'm like, and, and you know what? Sooner or later, there's going to be a time when LeBron James is not running the East. There's going to be a time when Golden State's going to, in a few, you know, look. It's going to be a few years, to, but still, it's coming. It's coming down the road, man. Right. Super teams don't normally have a very good shelf life just because, no. of you know, it's, co- it's cost prohibitive and, you know, people have whatever. whatever Egos reason. get involved. Injuries happen. This stuff changes way more than people want to think it does. Right. Um. Yeah, so. I don't know how we got off on this LeBron tangent. <laughs> but oh, um, that's cool. well, you know why? Because I was saying that. Let's look back to the the main subject. You asked me how does this affect their their, their immediate uh, future, their short term future. And my thing is, um, yeah, once the injury happened, I all bets were off as far as my expectations and what I wanted for this team. Uh, I thought healthy. You know, they had a chance to really, really maybe do something special and. I know it's outside the most people, but you know it's a long shot. They, I thought they could have maybe beat Cleveland and you know go to the finals. Obviously, that's that's changed. And once that's changed, it's now I want to see my young guys get better. Mm-hmm. I want to see them build some cohesion and chemistry. You know, I want to see what Kyrie turns into. So that I just expect them to to be a real team, and they're gonna you know hopefully by midseason they're beating good teams and challenging good teams, and you know and not like this. These last two games are great. They. Just not familiar with each other, and they're young, so it happens. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're gonna win a bunch of games. They're gonna definitely be in the playoff hunt. I mean, in the mix in the playoffs. Well, we we say that, but guess 
we both follow on Twitter and they're both now, oh, this changed my projection from, you know, 50 wins or 50 something wins for Boston down to 37, 38. Mm. Yeah, like, I don't know about that. You know, so I, that's my thing. Like, yeah, this is still a good team. man. It's still a good team. It's you still have all the same players except for one. You can't tell me that Gordon Hayward, as good as he is, is not going to swing the freaking you can't. He's not going to swing your team that much. He's not going to swing 15 games. Yeah, exactly. So well, we'll see, man. Although, you know, in a way, though, it is kind of probably a relief as a Celtics fan, right? Because, like, all the pressure is now off. You have you have just the season to enjoy. You can watch your rookies grow. You can get into the playoffs and take it to whatever team you meet up with. And you can watch Kyrie maybe develop into your point guard of the future, right? The pressure is you off. Know what's, you know what's funny about that? I, I'm with you. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. But from what I see just, you know, up and down my timeline, it's like people are really stressed. Who can we go get? Yeah, uh, you know, I saw somebody tweet today, like, you know, because, you know, the Celtics have so much to figure out offensively and defensively, their rotations. I'm like, dude, even if even if Gordon Hayward was there, it's the second game of the season, bro. Yeah, exactly. Relax. <laughs> exactly. Relax. Relax. Uh, I do happen to think that Kyrie's not going to be all that great. He's, and I've, I've always said this about Kyrie. Honestly, I, if you gave me a choice between Kyrie and, and uh, Isaiah Thomas, I would take Isaiah just because I like the moxie that Isaiah brings. They're both a negative on moxie. defense. The Milets, I mean, my favorite word. <laughs> is, this a, is this like a 1942 vaudeville show? Yes, what exactly. are we doing here? Hey, that Isaiah kid, he has some moxie, huh? Yeah, he has moxie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see? He's going to get you some buckets, see? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like his, I just like because Isaiah Thomas plays with a chip on his shoulder, and I guess you could say the same thing of Kyrie in a weird way. But Kyrie tries to be this—he's this, this pseudo intellectual that's really just annoying. You know and, what? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't like Kyrie as a person, you, and you're 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 projecting that on him as a player. Yes. <laughs> I can. I already hear it in your. The, yes. the minute you said right. pseudo intellectual yeah. had nothing to do with basketball. No, you're right. You're right. You got me. You got me. And I, I get it. It's annoying. I didn't know he was this annoying. Yeah. It sounds. He's fucking annoying. <laughs> he, he sounds like that very smart, like a, a kid who is old enough to be in seventh grade, mm-hmm. is super smart, and is like in ninth grade, yeah. ninth grade classes. And he tries to talk very mature, but you're like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop. Yeah, you, you know, you do realize you're misusing that word, right? <laughs> yes. I, uh, I'm, I'm the type of individual that uh, understands that, uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, when you're oh, very God. much woke. All I know is when you're very much woke, you know, I, I, whatever. Anyway, and the earth is not flat. God damn it. Yes, I know he was trolling, but whatever. Did it, it? Did he come out and say that? You know, he said it was a social experiment. He was. He didn't actually say he was trolling, but he was like, "I just wanted to see what would." Yeah, dude, we've all done this in our first year of college. We all, you know, realized, oh, what would happen? What's he, hey, don't crazy forget. social experiment. You know what? So we do, we do this, but guess what? Kyrie went to college for like you know probably one yeah. one year slash one semester, and he, he is twenty five. It's true. So like, <laughs> he is you actually know. about that age. You're right. So well, that's fine. Anyway. But still, I mean, they're they're the thing I feel bad about is Isaiah Thomas, man. He keeps getting as good as he is, as as good as he proves he is constantly over and over again. He keeps getting traded and only because of his height. It has only to do with his height. But see, you know what, dude, we we do this. And I was one of the most staunch Isaiah defenders, even though I wrote about it and I waffled back and forth about it. Mm -hmm. I just watched I watch Boston play now, and just by the fact of being six inches taller, the defense is so much better. I know, I know. Listen, I'm not saying it's wrong, but <laughs> it just it just sucks. That guy plays his ass off. He plays his heart out, and you know he's six inches. He's six inches too short. Six inches too short. 
It sucks. I just don't did like you it. Know that, did you know that Boston uh, parted away with like their whole train staff? No, I didn't. Yes. What and happened? did you know that he, he, he played with that bad hip? Like he hurt his hip like in December last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of get he was getting shots, you know, cortisone shots and stuff to play through it. And then he heard it again in the playoffs, and then he heard it finally that one last time. And um, Ainge just came out and said that he did it because there was a disconnect. With the so, training staff? Yes. He, they parted ways, and, and, and I'm wondering how much that has to do with it, you know? Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Um, well, are they easy scapegoating them? Is that basically, it's like a sly scapegoat? Uh, like, uh, you can't blame me for Isaiah's. You can't blame, you can't hate me for trading him because there was, he had a clear injury and it was our training no, staff's fault. So I don't somebody think has to pay that. for this. You don't think See, so? Don't you, again, you're projecting. You're yes. projecting a little bit. I mean, that's take what I do. Breath. That's what I, take listen. A, take a deep breath. I, I, I wonder if, honestly, and we don't, I don't know. I don't, I want to project. I just wanted to bring that up. I thought it was interesting. But my point is, um, a couple things, and it's just it's terrible luck, dude. If, if Isaiah doesn't get hurt, mm-hmm. and secondary, I think if he doesn't stump so hard, saying they're going to break the, the bank, I'm, I'm yeah. a max player. I, that was like the weirdest thing to me, and like I I really because if he was saying it publicly, obviously he's saying it privately, right? And I wonder if that played an issue where they're like, you know what? Because we wanted to negotiate with them, and you know if we get him for. A Kyle Lowry, three years, thirty-three. You know, three years, ninety mil, or whatever. That's cool. But you know, his ownership, his his, his guys are standing pat, and he's been. You know, he's making us. He's a. It's kind of like a distraction. Let's just get him out of here. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. You've just changed my mind. I forgot he was stumping for the max contract, and he was really talking about being unwilling to take anything less. So you're right. That actually ultimately was a bad decision on his part. It spelled his doom in Boston. I think they could have overlooked the fact that, well, not the injury so much, but I think they would have probably overlooked the fact that he's, you know, 5'9 on a, on a good day. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, they, he was, he he was a cult him. hero. Yeah. He, like, not yeah. He, was, he, was, he was a hero in Boston. I don't know. How do you feel about the – how do you feel – all right, so how do you feel about Kyrie's debut, first of all? But how do you feel about what happened? How do you feel about that trade? Did it bother you when it happened? I mean, I know we talked about it, but I can't remember. It's, it's uh, two, two things. I, it bothered me, but I also felt relieved because I said, yeah. it's true. I wrote, I wrote about it from both sides. He, he earned his max contract. Mm-hmm. He was playing like a max player. Right. Yep. But we also know that the, the free, the dried up. Right. Yep. Right now, the free agent markets have dried up where the, the teams have kind of like blew their wad. You know what I mean? They, they've already spent that money and there's not gonna be a lot of money available for people. Um, so that was one thing, like if he gets a free agency and who else is going to offer him max, you know? So that was probably not really going to happen. I was trying to figure out who else was going to do it. And I can't see a team that's going to give it to him. So that's one thing. But that actually um, worked in their favor. It would have worked in their favor, right? It would have. They could have, they could have bid against no one and they could have probably got him cheaper, but yeah. For sure. But the fact that he kept stumping for the max, that's one thing. So, um, yeah, it's just a perfect storm. And I felt bad, but, but see, here's the thing. I also didn't want to pay Isaiah. Five years, one hundred and forty million. Yeah, no, I know. I re- I remember now. We did talk about this, and you're and, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just and, and you know then I this I didn't even know the hip was that bad at the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. like, but I was just thinking, dude. I just know I'm seeing. I'm getting. He's getting posted up by Otto Porter. Yeah. You know. I mean, Otto he, Porter's a good player, but he he's a, he's a, he's not that good. Where? But my <laughs> point is, he, he compromises your defense. Right. He does. Exactly. He and if you're gonna give if you're gonna give a player a five year one hundred forty dollar one hundred forty million dollar max, you want them to perform on both ends of the court. You want them to be a game changer on more than just one end. Yes. And, and so. Yeah. And because of his was, height, 
unfortunately, it's never going to be possible. I was dreading the decision, man. And so when I, I, I it just seems really callous. You know what I mean? The yeah. guy, the guy, he brought, he got Al Horford. You know, he was part of the, the team that got Al Horford. He's part of the team that got Gordon Hayward. He's stumping for, he stumped for Kevin uh, Durant, and he was, you know, he was bleeding Boston Green. Totally. So, and he's never going to talk to Danny Ainge again. And honestly, did you hear that he was in the in the locker room with Gordon Hayward last night? I did. Yeah, I did. He went he went to check him out and he came out all bummed out. And this see, and see, that's that's even I'm not even. But I mean, that's the point is like. Uh, the, the NBA is a brotherhood for all yeah, the talk. Totally. Yeah. But like if Kevin knock on wood, if say like Kevin Durant, like, you know, something happened to him tomorrow. Russell Westbrook would probably say in his regards. You know what I mean? He wouldn't yeah. just be like, oh, so they, no matter what they, they do to look out for each other. Right. I mean, it's a in your own best interest, but b you get like you know these guys. You you get you're in war rooms with them. You're on the court and you're playing your heart out with these guys. They become your best friends. You 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 know they they go to uh, off off season training together all the time, all over the even place. If, like, even if not best friends, it's a fraternity. Right, it's know, definitely you're, a fraternity. You're a small group of. Yeah, it's the small the smallest group of of really elite athletes, and and it's in their best interest to look out for each other. Unlike, well, uh, unlike, by the way, speaking of inter- injuries, unlike what freaking uh, Portis did to Miritich yesterday. Um, holy crap. Not to change the subject so quickly. But. No, it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, no, no. We haven't. I'm trying to think one last. The last time we heard something like this was like, and this is not even this. It's not as bad, obviously. Gilbert Renus and his and the homeboy with the guns. Oh, dude. Yeah, well, I mean. Right? But, Nothing but happened then, there. They they just pulled guns in the locker room. Um, actually... Oh, 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 oh. O.J. Mayo had a oh. black eye with Tony Allen. Tony oh, Allen yeah. busted. Yeah, yeah, So that was a few years ago. But, like, you know, this just doesn't happen anymore that no. we hear about. Yeah. Apparently you know, he's suspended so. for eight auto – not auto porter, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, eight games. Eight, uh, eight games. Uh, Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis, thank you. Jesus. I just said his name and then I totally forgot it. Here we go again. <laughs> He's suspended for eight games, but Miritich is going to be out four to six weeks, man. He broke two bones in his face. Another injury that, like, it's, it's, we're two days into the NBA oh, okay. season. Okay, well, no, no, no. That's not an injury. He beat up his teammate. That's it's not true. the same. Well, it's, it's, an, I mean, it's going to keep him out. He's injured. He's definitely right. injured, man. <laughs> That's not like, oh, man, injuries suck. This is like, I'm surprised they only suspended him eight games. Actually, this you know what the last time this ha- the last time we're, we're totally overlooking the last time something like this happened, Blake Griffin punched the trainer in the face and uh, broke his so hand. Yeah, yeah. All right, I, I give it to him. It's a team. Okay, I know it's not the same. I mean, it wasn't it, it wasn't teammates, but they were on the same team. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that. But yeah, I guess it does happen. But man, I like that's crazy. That's it's just that's a street fight. That's that's crazy shit, dude. You don't realize like how much damage your hands can do to another person. Uh, it's serious shit, and that's that's something that like he could press charges. Miritich I, I, could literally get him arrested for battery right. for that. It's right, like so. shit. You need to think about it. it's 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 heavy stuff, man. And you know, it just sucks that like the Bulls are already going to have a terrible freaking season, and. You really want your guys at least to like huddle around each other and get along. But no, nope. No, it's even worse than we imagined up there. <laughs> How do you get these guys playing together? Uh, going forward or just in- uh, Yes, dude, he's coming back from a broken I, face. I <laughs> 
Hey, you broke my face. What am I going to do? Huh? Uh, I don't know where that came from. I've been drinking. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I don't know, man. I don't know. How do you, yeah. How do you, how do you bridge that gap? That's like, that's way worse than, than, than D'Lo and, and Swaggy P, man. They, they, you know, he just broke off his marriage. This is like actual breaking somebody's face. That's, that's serious yeah. shit. I don't know what they do. Like the Bulls are easily going to be the worst team in the league as far as I'm concerned. Sure. And it also sucks yep. that Miritich just got a, he just got a contract from him too. Yep. And like this really messes up his season. And I can imagine when he comes back, he's probably going to be wearing like a face guard. I wonder if he'll go to like the all black like LeBron did that one year. They can't. They they disallowed it. You can't do it anymore. Oh really? Oh yeah. That's why Bron stopped wearing it. They told me. They told me it had to be like it was a distractor or something. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like yep, the yep, like yep. the clear ones aren't distracting. They look so yep. weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy, man. Uh, but we're we're all over the place. Do you want to talk more about the uh, about the your your rookie? I mean, I spent time reading this rundown and preparing for it, and you got me everywhere. So I know, it's I'm on sorry. you, buddy. It's, it's my fault. It's on I, you. I've had a couple of whiskeys. It was a long day at work. Um, <laughs> oh, you actually you finally read the re- you finally read the outline. Good, good. I'm impressed. I always do, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> what did you think of Jalen Brown's play yesterday and today? Actually, um, so this is another thing that we we can talk about that them TM. My my trademark uh, mm-hmm. I see guys trademark. I talk about that uh, that's the new thing. Uh, I, I'm seeing a lot of people that smart people. I don't even know if Jalen Brown's going to be a good player. I don't even know if he's going to be a useful player. I don't know. If, and I'm watching. I watch him play, and I just you know the guy's what 21. He's not even 22 yet. Mm-hmm. I gotta look it up. But uh, and I'm I'm just like what what am I missing? How how can you watch this kid play and and wonder if he is a quote unquote good player? Well. I'll tell you, coming out of college, I wasn't, I was really wondering, listen, I was one of those people that were like, Jalen Brown, really? They're taking him third overall? That's kind of crazy. It's a little bit high for him. Maybe Danny Ainge actually is a way better scout of talent than we are all giving him credit for. I mean, hey, hey Terry Rozier is freaking awesome. Terry Rozier is nice. No, no. He, 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 two games in a row, he's been one of the three best players on the court. He has been impressive not- out there. I, I like, I like that he's gotten some room to roam now. I don't know what it is this year. Maybe he just come out. He's come out with like a renewed sense of self or a renewed sense of purpose on the court. But he seems like he's playing lights out. So yeah, he's Terry, been awesome. Yeah. I've always liked Terry Rozier. I don't think he's. I don't think he's bad. I think it's ridiculous. How did you feel? How did you feel when they picked him? Uh, I didn't really know. I didn't really know who he was, so it didn't really matter to me. Like I, you know, he's he's a little bit undersized. And I thought, you know, scrappy. But he's super shooty. athletic and strong. Super athletic and strong. For his size, he's super strong, yeah. So, okay, go ahead. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, something about Jalen Brown. Oh, yeah. So, I, when they drafted him, I was like, really, Jalen Brown? I think you're reaching for him a little bit there. But listen, by the end of last season in the playoffs, I was stupid impressed. And I've seen nothing but good things from him since. So, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big man, and I can, relate, I can re- admit when I'm wrong. I'm, I'm pressing that I'm a big, big man, right? Uh, I told you, uh, five nine. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't mean in stature. I meant in uh, in um, character. I'm large in character, James. I respect that. All I right, respect good. that. Good. I can admit. Well, you know what? I think it is. I do think a lot of a lot of people are just too prideful to say I might be wrong. 
No, I'm I I'm wrong all the fucking time. <laughs> well, no, no I'm, I'm talking about in it's this kind case, of my thing. Talk, yeah, talking about talking about Jalen Brown. I think too many people they're so they're so invested on being the smartest person in the room. Yeah, and having being able to wave this stack of papers around saying, "Look at my numbers," that he came in right. You know, Kevin when he came, you know, he was like Kevin Pelton had his his, his college metrics and his and his uh you know he did his whole projection thing, mm-hmm. and part of it I guess. Then part of it's just metrics only. In metrics only, Jalen Brown was like 101st out of the guys uh, in the draft. Right. He was one of the worst. You know, the whole his whole thing. I think he was like 39th. He had him ranked 39th out of his you know incoming incoming draftees. So like I think that a lot of the people we follow and that talk loud on NBA Twitter are they're a bunch of followers. Yeah, I I tend they, to they, I tend to find that people who talk the most are really the the ones with the dumbest opinion but go on when they 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 latch onto a topic and they they kind of see who the what the talking heads are saying you know the okay Kevin Pelton Zach Lowe and then they say oh and then they'll just that's their theory they'll kind of just regurgitate right. um and oh i was just also saying that nba twitter has its own hashtag now i don't know if you saw that oh no i didn't if you put a hashtag nba twitter like a little picture of a basketball with a bird beside it comes up it's pretty cool oh that's cool that's cool so yeah. my my point was Pelton hated him, so these people hated him, and now it would take like an act of God. He'd have to average like thirty eight and eight for them to finally say, okay, maybe we were wrong. You know what I mean? Right. And this goes back to the discussion that we've had before: was what do you what are you valuing more? Do you value stats or do you value the eye test? And look, what we I think what we both agreed on is they're both really important. Like stats will paint a nice picture for you, but you also need to rely on what the fuck you're watching on the on the court. Like you know. You, you have to be able to see these guys play and you can tell when a guy can play. I mean, it's not, that's the thing though. Like that's also, it's also a fallacy. It's also, a, you know, it can fail you too. You can't just sit like, you don't want to be a Doug Collins is like, Oh, this guy's a winner. Like that doesn't well, see, tell me I shit. The thing. I, I'm just, I know, I, I, I know better than Doug Collins. So I'll say, I say, Who I doesn't? Can, like I'll say, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? I said, Russell Westbrook would be like a top five player like four years ago. Okay. When, when he, when, when Magic Johnson was calling him the worst player in the finals. And like I had people saying I was crazy. He's too wild. And I just, I just something about the, I said he just, he's literally can't be stopped. You know, when he, when he's ready to roll, he can't be stopped. There's just something about that factor. And they're like, no, no. And here we are. You know, so and by I'm the not way, saying there, I there's also this like exactly going back to what you were saying about trading LeBron and yada 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 two years ago. There's also the idea that guys change over time. And yeah, the dumbest thing to do is to hold on an opinion, hold on to an opinion from two years ago. Like, it just doesn't work. Well, and it's, it's just the fact that it's not, yeah, it's like they're basing their, well, I mean, he hasn't done so-and-so. It's like, dude, you're referencing something from two years ago. What, yeah, exactly. what do you want me to do with that? Right. You know, there's been more data since then. What do you want me to do with that? So, right. yeah, things change. Guys improve. And listen, sometimes it doesn't happen. Some guys don't improve. Some guys never change. Like, I started out doing this podcast a couple of years ago. I was terrible. Guess what? I'm still really bad at this. But, you know, <laughs> so, all right. So who else? Jalen Brown. Oh, yeah. So my point with Jalen Brown, uh, I don't know if he's going to be a superstar. I don't even know he's going to be. Uh, well, no, I think I think he'll probably make an all-star game or two, at least in his career. So I, I, I would say two all-star games is probably definitely at least. least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's definitely in the realm of possibility. He's he's really good, man. He's got a lot of potential and he's really young. Um, yeah, exactly. So my point, my, my yeah. So uh, it's funny. I, like I said, I've been watching all day. This I can see the conversations going on about 
oh, Boston's in trouble, you know, 37 wins. They, they, they think Jalen Brown is good. And I'm just like, what are you – so tonight he had, I think, 18 and like six, and yeah. he fouled out. You know, he fouled out against Giannis because Giannis is awesome. So yeah. what do you want him to do? Who had like 37 and, and oh, yeah. 13 or something like that. Here's the thing, too. You also have to step back. Like I was saying earlier, it's like, you, do you really think that Gordon Hayward is worth 15 wins? If you had him at 50 or, or 12, 13 wins, if you had him at 50 games before and you lose one player, you really think he's going to count for 15 wins? So you're saying that there was no other team around him, right? And I just don't think, I still think if you had them at 50 wins to begin with, they're not going to be that much worse. Um, I mean, I could. So my thing is I had them at like 56, 57 wins. I thought Ooh, they were really that's, good. That's really high. Of course. I, I mean, what do you want me to do? So I, mean, listen, I am. I am. A, I welcome homers. I am one. You're welcome. I, it's a. It's a bit of homers, but I mean, again, you see, you watched them yesterday against the Cavs. Yeah, they played them okay. Tough. So I, I and understand. So like, if, I think they win that game. You mm-hmm. know. Okay. So it's it's funny. Like you're saying that it's high, but I, they can play with almost anybody in the league except for you know maybe Houston and I'm and again Golden State, but there's no team that's going to just beat their heads in, I don't think, when if they were healthy. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, no, yeah. Sure. I, so it's, again, like you just said, though, is Gordon, are you telling me Gordon Hayward's worth 15 wins and they're going to win 40? Is he worth 20 wins and they're going to win 35? So I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, as great of a player as he is, I don't. there's only one player in this league that's on the team that would that would hurt that much from losing him, and that's LeBron James. If you take LeBron James off that team, they're dog shit. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, that's yeah. true. Uh, well, and Kawhi. And Kawhi. Well, no, they that's still. Well, no, no, no. You, you know, you take no. Come on, stop. stop. Well, he's you not in Kawhi tonight. Out. Let's see what happens. Oh, they're well. They're beating the heck out. They're beating the Timberwolves in the head. So, I think. So there you go. So what? What did you just it's say? It's Timberwolves. It's Tim- <laughs> Listen, we already know they're overrated. One more. Yeah, that's fair. That that actually is probably true. One more thing I want to talk about. One more subject. Let's get into real quick. Draymond Do Green. It. So the the okay. Warriors and this. This is telling about losing players. The Warriors were up by 15 going into the fourth quarter, right? Yes. Draymond goes out, and they lose the game. Now, listen, the Rockets are an amazing. They're a really talented team. And I think that the – I honestly think the cracks aren't going to start showing with the pairing between Harden and Chris Paul until, like, mid to late season. I think they're going to get it. They're going to be fine. Yeah. No, they're going to be fine. I don't know. I'm I'm riding this boat. I'm riding. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm dying on this hill. I think think there's going to be a clash of personality. Okay. 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 Go ahead. So, whatever. (laughs) Mid-season. Yeah. Mid-season. But anyway, they lost Draymond Green for the last quarter, and they lost the game. They blew a 15-point lead, which is very un-Warriors-like. They lost by 30 to the Spurs to start the season last year. Let's stop doing this. It's okay. one game. But what? But you say that, but you're the one that's like, uh, I think if you take Draymond off that team. Yeah, no, I, you know, he's, the be- he's not the best player, but he's like the connective tissue. Yes. So, I, I, yeah, I think like they could you take Steph Curry off that team you got KD and Clay and Dre I, even now I don't think the Cavs are beating that and I don't think they're no. like they're necessarily I don't think they'll necessarily lose without Draymond but I I just know what he means for their defense yeah that's where it comes in right so like defensively they're a whole different team as we saw when he's off the court for long periods of times um I'm sorry, I just cut you off. So what is your question then? No, no, no. My, <laughs> my question was just like how much do you think – if he's out for an extended period of time, how much does this hurt this team? But really the the idea – I was really just like trying to wrap this up with the injury bug 
that's happening right now and saying that like some guys are really important to their teams. I think in this case, it's a very, very small sample size. It's a one quarter sample size. And that team is so stacked that they would figure it out ultimately anyway. But yeah, I think Draymond Green is really, as you, I think you hit it pretty succinctly. He's kind of the t- connective tissue on that team. He's a huge loss if he's out for an extended period of time. I mean, it, this is the thing, right? And I can't think of another team where it's been like this. He's their third or fourth best player, but he less he less, he is that team's alpha. Right. As as he goes, they, they go. go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I get it. It's a very unique situation because you're right. You, they, I mean, Jordan Bell has been great, and he's the he's a uh, homeless man's Draymond. And you know they got <laughs> they, you know they got hey Nick Young was great. They got freaking um, Javale McGee to patrol the middle. They're gonna win a lot of games, Draymond or not. Oh yeah. And I don't even know again. Like I, I don't trust the Cavs because I don't trust uh, Derrick Rose and Dwayne Wade. No, or Jeff Green ever. No, no, never trust Jeff Green. I, he might have so looked like he might have looked good last night, but never put your faith in that man. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, whatever. So that's my <laughs> whole point. Like even and that's what's so amazing about the the Golden State Warriors. I cannot think of a team that's not just head and shoulders, like head, shoulders, and torso, and like hips above every everybody other team. Yeah. I can't remember a time in history when that the next that team was so much better than the next best team that, you know, we're talking about it. Draymond defensive league type guy and you know, but even without him, I mean, I was I think they're still the favorites, right? They're still the favorites, but my point totally. was just that yeah, the defense just kind of it falls apart to such an extent when he's out for, for any extended period of time. It's just incredible that one guy can have that much that much impact on a team. When there's so many other guys that are equally, if not better. Uh, oh, they are better. Yeah, you know, they're all better than him. Right. But he but, means yeah. so much to that, to that, the way they play. He's just, yeah, he's the linchpin, man. It's crazy. It's it's funny because uh, when the Heat were in their heyday with, with Braun and, and Bosh and Wade, mm-hmm. uh, my man, Matt Moore, HP Basketball, I think, well, it might not have been him. I, I know he was he was pushing the same thing where he was saying that while, yeah, sure, LeBron's the best player, Braun or Wade are great. Chris Bosh is their most important player. And I couldn't figure out what he meant. He was trying to explain it to me. But my thing, and I think he was wrong still. I think in that case, I mean, it's still LeBron James, no matter what. Right. LeBron James is the most important player. In this case, I could see if they said, sure, your two MVP guys are MVP guys. But for this team to be the best that they can be, Draymond Green is the most crucial. I could understand where they're coming from in this case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, so. So what do you think? Two days in, are we going to see any more injuries? <laughs> uh, of course, and that's what's sad. That just sucks, yeah. right? Yeah. it's going to happen. It's just it's, it's going to happen. It's so early and so many already. It's crazy, man. I like I play fantasy basketball, but like, I have no idea how to log in, so I'm sure I'm losing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, sorry, Almighty Baller Network guys. I'm I'm trying to play, but I don't know my login password and stuff. I'm terrible at this. Um, yeah, but like I I. I, I, you know what? The other thing is, I don't even know if I have any of these guys on my team. I had to auto draft. So, but if you were a fantasy basketball player and you're putting your whole your whole fantasy league on these guys, that sucks. Um, but even more so, like just as a fan of the game, fan of these teams specifically. I, again, I think Draymond. I think it's a minor injury. I don't think it's going to be anything big. But knock on wood. I'm with you. I hope so. Same yeah. thing with Kyrie. I'm worried about Kawhi. I'm a little bit worried about Kawhi too. Yeah. I, I, I looked it up. I was looking up that that the condition he has, and like the only way it's supposed to get better is from rest. Mm. I don't think there's any surgery you can do, and it, it can get worse and worse if you keep you overuse. It can is get it worse a, and worse. Is it a quadricep? Is that what it is? It's. it's uh, I, I saw the term for it. It's like quad. Uh, I can't remember what it was. 
Yeah, something what, whatever. Weird. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's in his arm. No, 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 no. Wait, where's your quad? No, it's not a quad. It's, it's in your the big muscle on the top of your thigh. Oh, oh, oh. So this is the that tendon that goes down to the front, right under your kneecap. Ooh. It's like he he's experiencing it's like pain there. So I guess yeah. it's not really like a. It's not. It doesn't mess with your mobility or anything, but it's a lot of pain. And if it's to the point where the guy can't play, that's like. And this is if unless you rest it and get it taken care of, it just get worse and worse. Oh, that's tough, dude. Yes, I, man. I I've I've had sort of not an injury like that, but I've had a, a time in my life where I was running so much and wearing the wrong shoes for me that mm-hmm. I got knee tendonitis and I had to stop running for months. It was it was incredibly painful. Like I could still walk, but anytime I tried to go out for a run, forget it. I couldn't do anything. So oh, I can, no. it's, it's, yeah, it sounds like one of those injuries that like it could, it could linger and it'll affect everything you do. Imagine trying to, you know, imagine if you had a cramp in your hand and you're trying to write, you wouldn't be able to do it. Your hand would still function, but there's oh, nothing you can man. do. So yeah. Right. Right. That's, so yeah, man, I, it's, it's worrisome. And I just, you know, I, of course, once I, I got the word pop, it said the word. I can't find it right now. Yeah. It's um, but yeah, it's like, um, yeah, do some, yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link or something to take a look at it. But yeah, man, it's, um, obviously it's, if, if he's sitting, well, here's the thing too, right? How bad is it really? Cause maybe he's like, Papa, hey, it bothers me a little bit. All right, well, guess what? We don't need you. Just go sit down. That's true. That's true. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, in, in that case, you'd be better off holding him out until he is hundred percent healthy. But how long are you going to hold him out? You know, like if he's if you're starting to lose a lot of games, if it's really affecting your bottom line of your team, then I guess you have to make a real decision. Like this is the well, guy. Well, you don't. No, I'm playing when he's hurting. That's right. The, that's, well, that's, that's what, what I was going to say. Stars. Like if you if yeah. he yeah if he wanted to go forward and say let me go and he's still not 100, percent he's your future. You shut that guy down. And that's it. It would suck, but again, like this is the year. If you're going to tank, this is the last year to do it. Um, while you still have these good odds. Anyway, I mean, the Spurs would never be that bad, but no. Although that's how they got Tim Duncan. But anyway, I was about to say the same thing, but yeah, they <laughs> wouldn't do it again. So far, two, two, two days into the NBA season, man, it's been crazy with the injuries. Uh, I, I really did not like seeing that Gordon Hayward injury. Also, I guess he's out for the season. I would only imagine he's got to be out. It for hasn't the been, it has, they're, they're still avoiding saying that. Mm hmm. Uh, they're saying it was a clean break and, you know, I heard it was no ligament damage. You're right. I guess we're still yeah. waiting to hear about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it's weird because they seem to be like oddly optimistic about it, which is, you know, from what we saw, uh, to be optimistic about. So, I don't know. The only time I, I can think of is somebody that coming back from a gruesome injury like that is Adrian Peterson years ago. And he came back in like less than a year, which was uh, insane. Paul George. Oh yeah. But Paul George was out an entire season, wasn't he? He came back. He came back at the end the of the very end. Yeah. And the, yeah, by the and way, he, that that was the worst freaking injury I've ever seen. His leg literally snapped in half at the shin. So that's that my was, point. His was, I think his was even worse. It was right? worse. It was far, far worse. Oh, boy. The Pelicans are in trouble, bro. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> are you surprised? Anyway, James, I should let you I should let you go. I should go to bed. But um Thanks, man, for hopping on again. I'll probably I'll put this up tomorrow. I I'm not. Yeah, hey, uh, I love it, dude. I'm be your co-host from now on. I demand <laughs> to be on every. I demand to be on every show. Every show? I don't know. Yeah. Listen, I'm doing two a week now. Did you see my little Twitter poll I put out? I did, and you. I, <laughs> they got that. <laughs> they got that. Your feelings were really hurt because everybody was like, "Get a life." <laughs> I know. I was like, "Listen, why did I put that in there?" I opened myself up for it. I wasn't. My feelings weren't hurt. Hey, Joe. I know you. I know you really weren't. But that one guy was like, "Don't worry, Joe. We're just taking the low hanging yeah. fruit." <laughs> I'm like, no, they haven't developed the sarcasm font yet. Hey, uh, Joe. 
Joe. Yes. I, I voted get a life deal. Uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. How somehow I knew you did. Somehow I knew you did. That's why I like you. All right, dude. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace. Well, there you go, James Holes. Everybody, thanks, James, again for coming on. That's going to do it for me, and I'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye-bye.